it's your boy Cam. What we got in store for you right now in this episode is an old throwback. One of our first ones, man. The quality was kind of shaky. We messed with it, got it a little right for you guys, so it's a little better. I hope you guys enjoy it because it's a really good banger. <laughs> oh man, you have walked right into that one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I saw. <laughs> what the fuck? The bandit. I mean, you got a revolve. You got. You got. <laughs> I mean, you got the revolver on your elbow right there, so I could probably just... A tattoo? Yeah. Oh, flowers? Nice. Yeah, I've been... I've been wanting to get mine, but I, I haven't done any homework on good artists around here. And that's 95%. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it? Isn't it called Americano? Isn't that like this? Like the the name of it? Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, the class, um, yeah, that was, that was a guy that I was going to, um, uh, the next time I actually saw the because I don't want it to fade faster, I don't know, I, but, because color just doesn't look good, to, at least to me, after five years, it really, yeah, but that, but that's just me. But the the thing about the like ink, modern tattoo ink is much better than it was thirty years ago. Um, so like all those old guys that you see walking around with like shitty ink blot looking stuff, yes. right? Um, <laughs> like ink doesn't work that way anymore. Um, or in, in such that it's it's better now, um, so it'll last a lot longer. But then you also got to go to somebody that like actually, uh, you know, has, has learned what ink to buy and how to put it. In. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so um, so yeah, figure out like kind of what you want to have done and go to somebody that because like there's people that like do portraits, there's people that do light. Um, so like there's there's a there's a thing nowadays where people want all this like really fine line like very light um, kind of stuff done, um, which it it looks great when you first get it. It does fade eventually. That's the whole thing about like so it's like if if you were gonna um, say what the Americana like classic. American tattoos, or it's it's thick lines, um, heavy hands, um, yeah, like they'll they'll really dig into you, like you're you're you'll you know you're, you're gonna bleed, um, which uh, isn't important except for the fact that they'll they'll stay there and look the way that they looked when you got them for quite a long time. 
Um, eventually, these will all fade and bleed into each other, and that's fine. That's just kind of how it goes. But um, yeah, yeah, you might you might have to lean, you even need to lean forward or, or hold these microphones next to you. Um, well, I'm charging the phones right now, um, so we can do video, um, we can not, we can't do it right this moment. We can just do audio. Yeah. Um, yeah. We can do audio. Yeah. But we back. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We back. You know what I'm saying? Welcome back to the walk-in, you know? We back like a loaded. Before we start, I feel like I have to say a few things yeah. to the fans, uh -huh. people listening. Um, <laughs> I feel like I've said this one time before, but I feel like I have to reiterate it. Um, we apologize for the break we had. That shit, shit was going on. I got sick. I'm, I'm better now. Um, he went out of town. He actually, we just, it's, it's always some bullshit with us, we know. Uh, but stick with us. Um, we are back for throttle again. Even though I said this before. It shit happened. But we're all going to make it a point. To make sure we're oh, on time, on topics, you know what I'm saying, in the rhythm, no, no days missed, no episodes missed, so just for you guys, I thought I needed to make that point. Uh, just as far as uh, how we can point about this whole thing, uh, we're going to have about six episodes. Uh, Coming at you at once. <laughs> Coming in hot. And um, some, we all talked about, three of us came up with the idea that we're going to start periodically vlogging throughout days and time when we're together doing shit just so you guys can have shit, you know, just in case, you know, y'all can get more than just like, one episode a week we can put out vlogs of throughout the day and just edit shit and just make it smooth for y'all, you know? You can actually see the bullshit that we have to go through. Yeah, the bullshit. Like, you can see it. You, you can feel a part of it. Yeah, like, absolutely. Hey, you know what? I'm with the bullshit too. Yeah, absolutely. So we got a lot coming for you guys. Um, we take blame for that, you know, because we've been half assing, pussy footing around around here. But, you know, we can't let that happen anymore. I think we've been about three quarter assing. Um, I think it's also, it, it, it all, I mean, definitely that, but I think it's also just like summer. Everyone's busy. We all got going out of town sometimes and shit like yeah, that. Shit going on. I got sick. And then also, guys, we all work a lot. So, like, the days, like, we need to record and we could record, it's like, yeah, I'm tired. I'm ready to go home. But we can't stop. We got to start making excuses if we want to. Yeah, Cam works 30 hours a day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is actually a fact. For, uh, yeah. Seven and a half days a week. Yeah. These are all, like, actual things. So. Yeah, 369 days a year. Mm -hmm. So, but, you know, um, <laughs> No more excuses, though. We back for y'all, though, man. We back, and we're going to keep these things rolling every week. Vlogs coming. Everything's coming y'all way, man. We got a lot of shit in store for y'all. We got some more ideas that we've been talking about that we can't discuss right now because every shit is in the works, but we're going to let it ride out for a while so y'all get more with us and we start getting shit rolling better. So, But we got shit in the works for y'all, for sure. Uh, how my boys feeling today? Let's, let's start off with that. How everybody feeling? Everybody yeah, good? Locked and loaded? I'm feeling fucking great. Feeling great. Uh, 
got a workout in this morning. Feeling, feeling also, uh, my boy Eli recently started Muay Thai. Yeah. Uh, we can get into that in a little bit, but you know, that's also why we, we, couldn't, we couldn't make it uh, the week before. Last, yeah, week, week before, before last. Yeah, yeah, it was just kicking the shit out yeah, of me. Yeah, it's got a bunch of weird stuff on. Yeah, yeah, my boy was my boy started Muay Thai like a month ago, right? About a month now. Yeah, almost. So, yeah, I think uh, this coming Friday will be a month. So my boy been doing a Muay Thai thing. So if y'all see it in person, don't fuck with us. Definitely don't <laughs> fuck with me, and don't fuck with us. Definitely don't fuck with me, but. Yeah, we love y'all, Steve. You <laughs> fuck with me a little bit, but I'll tell you why. <laughs> no, it's, um, yeah, no, that's actually going into that. I mean, that's a, I guess that's a pretty good topic. Um, combat sports. A lot of fun. And just overall boosts your confidence so much. It just makes you mm-hmm. feel so at ease with yourself. Um, I highly recommend anyone... Um, that has ever been interested in doing combat sports, any kind of like Taekwondo, Muay Thai, boxing, wrestling, catch wrestling, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. There's about like 36,000 more of them because everyone's got a everyone's got a combat sport. But, um, I really recommend anyone just to, just to hop into it because just take the fundamental classes and you're just gonna. Like everyone, everyone that I train with at this at this new gym that I'm going to, everyone leaves with smiles. There ain't a single sour person there. Everyone's really friendly to each other, and it's just like it. It's one of those um, environments that you can actually go to and kind of release, maybe maybe not release like pent up aggression and stuff like that, but just uh, release some stress um, and just beat the shit out of bags. It really, it's it's very therapeutic. I've I've been into bodybuilding, weightlifting for since I was in middle school. So I've always had kind of like a, a way to deal with that, those kind of um, those kind of things, right. to relieve like stress and anxiety, and tension and shit. Just, just picking up heavy, picking up heavy weight and putting it back down. It's as simple as that. It's a, it's a two step process. Right, and uh, you can feel a whole lot. So yeah, no, if anyone and you you guys too, I highly recommend it to get into some kind of compromise book because it is fucking fun. Uh, every person that I've ever known to recover from uh, like addiction issues or like they were hard partiers in their twenties or something like that, um, literally every person that I've ever known that turned it around uh, has done it too. Boxing is a big one. Uh, like, I, I, I guess maybe like working out in general, but there's there's something about like personality type that uh, falls into that kind of cycle of uh, being able to put themselves out of it through combat sports. For sure. So For sure. It's, there's, it's, it's almost like a drug in and of itself, but it's, it is. Yeah. It's also useful uh, because of the impending apocalypse, we're all going to be able to have to use our hands. having troubles like a bunch of relapses and getting to the gym because that was the one thing too is that I've been I've been strength training for the past year like I was bodybuilding for a couple of years and I decided to switch over just to just to build strength 
and I got kind of bored. I've kind of fallen off. I mean, like, I picked it back up since getting back into Muay Thai. We're actually, at the beginning of summer, I got back into weightlifting again. But now my weightlifting has purpose. Right. Which feels really good. Because, like, I mean, you can only... I wouldn't say you can only get so strong, but it's like, at least the gym that I go to, it's not a powerlifting gym. No one's really in there to, like, do some freak shit and just pick up a fuck ton of weight and and just put it back down. And, you know, it's a lot of, it's a lot of older people, so no one's really kind of, there's like a couple of guys that are lifting the same kind of shit that I'm doing, but other than that, it's really, I'm kind of in there on my own. Um, so everyone's on the machines and I do a bunch of free weights. So now, now my strength training has purpose again. So now if I can have a stronger back, a stronger core, I'm going to be able to keep stability in, uh, in a set fight or something like that. So it's, it's nice to have, it feels good to have like a purpose again for like my lifting. Yeah, there was a situation the other night, uh, there was a, there was a gentleman, uh, at a bar. <laughs> no, yeah, no free promo. No, if, if anyone didn't know, we work at a bar. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure if we've made that clear. <laughs> but anyway, this gentleman was in here uh, and uh, sufficiently intoxicated. Um, Prior. And uh, like he's up in here acting up. Yeah, he was fucking. Where was I? What was that? Was it? You were in the kitchen. You were. You were So, um, his foolishness. She stole almost immediately uh, when Eli came around. It's like, what's up, dude? <laughs> he was like, oh, uh, you got you got the big bolt. Is it? Yeah, he did. He did. He did. It was Wednesday. Uh, yeah, it was Wednesday. It was Wednesday night. Um, so, like, I mistakenly served him a Bud Light. That's that's all that I did was give him one beer. Um, and so, well, I thought that he. Uh, I didn't think I didn't think that he was drunk. I thought that he was just a differently abled individual. Um, but it turns out that he was just super drunk. Um, and so, uh, like me and Eli were hanging around him, uh, and uh, we were just like, like uh, uh, the, the demeanor changed. I guess I don't know. Just a little bit of Reaper wings to go. Yeah. Well, we changed it to go. <laughs> to get the f- and then he still ate like half of it here. Still, I remember that. But I remember going out there. I stayed in the so there was that that as well. Well, I know. Uh, yeah, like I noticed because he was trying to get um, some people at the bar's attention. You can as soon as you're trying to get someone's attention, and it like when you open your mouth and no audible words come out of your mouth, right? And it's just mumbling and groaning. It's like, okay, this guy, it's like, yeah. like you have to like you, your you, the hair on your neck stands up, and you're like, okay, like uh, this guy is. I you noticed. like some dude out Thursday too, didn't you? We were dude who walked, who ran upstairs. Yeah, yeah. That was Thursday, right? Yeah, I didn't get him out of there. Eli came to me and was like, Cam, let's go. Let's get the dude out of here. It's such a weird line to walk, like the the idea of taking somebody up. Because, like, nobody goes into the gap and just, like, you need to get the fuck out of here. 
Um, like, that doesn't really happen. Um, Best Buy even seeing those videos of those, like, they got some, they got left and right tackles being drafted out to the fuckers in Best Buy. They chase the motherfuckers. They don't. I used to work at Best Buy, and we had our security person was the ex-Marine. Well, a retired Marine, they, they never stopped being Marines, uh, per their credo. Um, but anyway. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why that was funny. <laughs> no, but it's just like, yeah, it's, it's just retired. Anyway, the, uh, anyway, the, the thing was, is that our, our security person was a, was a Marine. Uh, and this kid was like trying to steal some $15 headphones or something like that. Um, and this motherfucker, like, tackled him into the, the, like, upright, uh, scanners, like, the thing that, like, beeps when you steal stuff. Um, so, like, he, he, he broke the fuck out of those, like, knocked this, yeah, he probably caused, like, like, hundreds of dollars worth of damage for these $15 headphones this kid, this kid was trying to steal. Um, right, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, that's a hundred million dollars worth of shit that you broke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> an hour. That's the federal minimum wage for restaurant workers. Um, and then also be responsible for telling, like, and it's, it's weird too, because like, especially up until recently, like I'd be like a 25, 24 year old person telling like a 40 year old guy, um, that he's too drunk. Like, like you, you gotta, you gotta go now. You gotta leave. Um, and so, like, you're, you're beset with this, uh, um, uh, requirement to make somebody leave. Like, you've got to go. And they never want to go. Like, never once, ever, not ever, has somebody been like, ah, oh, I'm sorry. I'll just, I'll just go ahead and go. That's never fucking happened. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's never just like, oh, you know what? You're right. Quit story. Remember the dumb dumb who was sitting at the window that one day? And he was, he was there like, he came in, uh, uh, like three o'clock one day. Uh, and he was there till like eight or nine. He did in the same spot. He had eight, had a few drinks. And then we told him he had, it was time for him to pay because he was leaving. He was like, I don't have any money. And then we had to like kick him out. It took us like 30 minutes to get him the fuck out. And he came back the next morning and was like being a creepo, standing in the window from outside and shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was I about to say, yeah, I think you, that's when you was on, uh, on leave. Yeah. And, um, me and Chris was like, do we gotta go, like, fuck him up? Like, right. do we gotta go, like, beat him up? Is that thing we gotta do? Yeah, we're the boundaries. Yeah, 
How far are we willing to go? Is there, like a, is there a time limit before you can put hands on someone? So I think once they like, put hands not on like, you. Not like assault them, but like put put your hand on their shoulder and be like, all right, motherfucker, stand up. So I, this is interesting to know. I'm going to drag you out. As, as far as North Carolina is You can shoot somebody in Maryland. Yeah. No, no, no. In, in Maryland, um, they don't have the same uh, over-serving laws. They're, they're not. So, okay. So, with the, the laws are called dram shop laws. Um, and they differ state from state to state. In Maryland, you can serve somebody to death. Um, you can keep giving them alcohol until they die. Right. Also, Maryland... They, like, the hospitality people up there, like, I don't know how it was when you were Ruthless, God from damn. But them motherfuckers are like, yo, what, what, what are you waiting on? Like, hurry up. Just get it together now. Like, yeah. get your shit on. Like. So, uh, so, because, like, the bar and the bartender can't get in trouble for uh, being too, some of the too many folks. It's, it's, not, too nah, it's not a thing. Well, but it's also like this, Chris. If you go up there, like, you know you go somewhere to order, like, what I can I get? Uh, let me get You sit there thinking, like... They don't. They don't have time to be wasting time. Like they don't have time to be like you ask a question. Yo, yo, what you want? You want food or not? Yo, like I got shit to do. I don't got time to be waiting on you. I'll come back to you in like five minutes. Take it and fuck. Make up your fucking mind. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Going going to bars in the northeast is way different than going to bars in the south. Oh, absolutely. Because it's like we want figure it out, you guys. Um. So. Uh. But in Maryland, uh, as far as assault is concerned. Um, you cannot legally defend yourself unless there's no way for you to have exited the situation. So, uh, like, I worked with a couple of people that had assault charges because um, somebody punched them in the face and they punched them back in the face. The way that it works there is that if you could have reasonably exited the, the, the area, the vicinity, like if you could have left, um, then you get an assault charge uh, along with the person that assaulted you in the first place. In the South, that's, that's, that's not true. As soon as somebody touches you, um, you can say that I was in fear for my life and you can beat the fuck out of them and it doesn't matter. Um, so, the South, yeah, buddy. As far as certain people goes, you can be over served in North Carolina. It's definitely Um, they had, between the three of them, drank an entire bottle of vodka. Um, and so I stopped giving them booze because it just felt irresponsible at that point. Um, they were super pissed. Uh, they were like, I can't believe it. It's like, you, you, you three of you have drank an entire bottle of vodka over the past two hours. So, like, in good conscience, um, like... Yeah, legality aside. Yeah, yeah, they were nurses. And, like, I get it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, yeah, so I stopped serving them. Um, and, but anyway, the point is, is that um, uh, you, you can get in trouble for over-serving people in North Carolina. You can't get in trouble for fighting people in North Carolina because uh, a restaurant or any private business is like your house. Um, such that if you tell somebody to leave and they don't, you can make them leave, um, with like pretty much, yeah, by whatever means necessary. So it's like, um, if, yeah, if you're in a bar in North Carolina and if, 
Yeah. Yeah. If 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 you're if you're in a bar or a restaurant in North Carolina, um, and somebody's being belligerent and you say you need to leave, you're not you're no longer welcome here. Um, it becomes like your house um, to where that you can use um, uh, equitable force to remove them. Like you can't shoot them, you can't stab them, um, but you can put your hands on them and make them leave. Right. Um, if if they had a knife or if they had it, you, you you can't you can't bring a gun into a bar in North Carolina. Period. Um, that's a, if you're an off-duty police officer, you can't have a firearm in you in, in, in a bar uh, or in any place that serves alcohol. Um, you're not allowed to possess firearms in places that serve alcohol. Um, so even if you get that guy that like walks around in Walmart with like a pistol on his hip or whatever, yeah, um, you're not allowed to go into a place that serves alcohol with fire. Um, but all that is to say that if you're to the point where the some staff member tells you to leave that you're you're not allowed in that building anymore um you can use whatever amount of reasonable force to remove them um which is why like this happened at salvage station all the time um like the the bouncers would just get into fistfights with people because they were allowed to um yeah they would they would just start punching people in the face it's just like we told you to leave are you gonna leave fuck you Boom! 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 boom. Uh, yeah, it just it just that's how it goes down. So like, um, it's yeah, it's like any other private establishment. So um, there, like there, there are like legal things that you have to navigate as far as uh, uh, being a security person in a bar in North Carolina. But for the most part, for the most part, um, it's like once you tell somebody to leave and they refuse to vacate, then you yeah you can you can push them out. You can punch them out, you can do whatever you got to do to get them to leave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you will, you will likely have to go to court um, about it, but you'll, you're, you're not, nothing's going to happen. Sure. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, one of the stories that we had to Yeah, we kicked him out. Um, he did. He did leave of his own volition, um, and but so I, nothing weird happened. That he needed to get out. He was taking his sweet time. I was like, all right, man. Yeah. I did. I did most of the talking in that situation, except for uh, that. Right, and that's exactly what we did. Because uh, I was just like, I was just like, I, I gave him his food to go. Um, he was just like, I didn't order it to go. He's like, Yeah, but I gave it to you to go because you got to leave. He's like, What? What are you kicking me out or something? I'm just like, Well, you're done drinking and you're done eating, so yeah, it's probably time to go. And he's like, Da da da. Yeah, no. And then Eli came and was like, Why don't you take the hint, man? <laughs> Yeah, no, you're just like, yeah, let's let's see those fucking feet move. Yeah, those feet start fucking moving, and then everyone starts laughing at the bar. But yeah, it's just like, it's, it's, it's a fun time. Yeah, y'all, y'all knew how crazy Eli actually is. Some of the shit he be saying to people, yo, Eli is wild. <laughs> Eli is wild. Chris is a little wild. Chris is crazy though. Like, I, Chris. 
Yeah, nah, Chris is crazy. No, but Chris will tell you, like, Chris is very good at, like, telling customers, like, some shit they doing. But he does it in such a way that you, like, yeah, he's very professional about it. But, like, <laughs> if you catch it in the right mood, you you might get the asshole side of it. Like, but he's going to be nice about it. But he's going he's gonna to try to be nice about it. This, yeah, I don't work up front because I, I didn't know where I could come from. I'm just going to be drunk. I can't. I don't know. I don't know any other way. Like, I just, there's no other way for me to talk about blunt. I have to just, Chris is better at, them two are better at that than me. I just can't do it. Like, it's not for me. Not my, like, like, my style will be kind of like, uh, like, well, people will get up from their table and start, like, asking other people for shit. Um, and, uh, like, I feel like a kindergarten teacher, which is like, go back to your seat. Yeah. Go s- sit down. Sit down. This, uh, your carrots. yeah, it, we, we talk, we talk to you there. Um, you don't come up to the bar. You go sit down. Um, yo, Chris is undefeated with that. People will come in. Yo, if I didn't mean you, no, you go sit down. I'll bring it to you. No, but I no, you go sit down and I'll bring, that's how this works. Like, I don't know why that's always so funny to me. Like, People have a menu in their hand, and like, y'all, let me take it back to my seat. He'll be like, no, put it down. I'll take one to you. Like, you don't grab nothing from over here. You're my station right now. Don't put that shit down, and I'll walk to you and bring it to you. But I have it in my head. I don't care. Put it down, and I will grab one and bring it to you. You go sit the fuck down, and I'll be right with you in a minute. Um, Eli will be like, uh, during, like, Apple Festival, um, oh, Eli, Eli Apple Festival was Which, yeah, <laughs> oh, just like the greatest moments occurred. Uh, Apple Festival for still, people that I don't. Was still fairly new to that. No, well, okay, so like Eli is like a goddamn serving prodigy. Uh, he he learned how to do the thing in like a couple of weeks, which is amazing. Um, and he's a great server, uh, really good at what he does. Um, immediately, it was it was a uh, it was an anomaly. Um, but anyway, that so Apple Festival for people that don't live in Hendersonville, North Carolina, is um, a, a giant street festival that happens on Main Street. Well, you um, guys come to front the cook, the cooks and service. Yeah, keep going. We have we have about twenty thousand people uh, come into a town of that has like five bars, uh, five breweries, and like a couple like, of shops. Yeah. Um, and so, like, 20,000 people descend on Main Street of Hendersonville, North Carolina, um, and they all expect, um, like, of, of, of food service, right, and it's, it's known throughout the restaurant community here that people will walk out, people will be upset, um, every person that works in every restaurant works all of those days, so it's like, um, like, if you, if we usually have two, two, servers working on the floor in the Black Rose, we have six during Apple Festival, because it, it'd be like that. Um, we put like extra tables out everywhere. Da-da-da-da-da. The whole point is, is um, uh, for example, uh, Eli had a table, and, and they they wanted to talk to the manager. It's like, oh, this is, the, this is the worst service we've ever received. So he, he goes up, and he's like, Oh, what's up, guys? Like, uh, what, uh, you, you, what should I do? What, what, what should I do? Like, what, how could I be better? Can you give me some pointers? Um, can you tell me, um, how to do this? It, like, fucking savage. Like, and, uh, and of course they shut the fuck up. 
uh, because they yeah, people people very rarely actually want to say that shit to the the people they're talking about. Um, but but yeah, no, yeah, like like a goddamn savage. He goes up, just like, oh, I'm so sorry, I suck. Like, what sh- what could I do better? Do you have some pointers for me? Uh, what it's just like, <laughs> yeah. Like, the thing about Apple Festival is, like, especially, like, with y'all in front service, like, usually we just do a front patio inside, but Apple Festival, like, we, we have a back patio that he just lets him sit out. He can go out there and just, and y'all have to serve out there. Yeah. So I remember last Apple Festival, like, I don't know what day it was, but the morning shift, I think you had the back patio, and I think you was doing bars some other shit, and you was like, this is some bullshit. Because the back patio had, like, I back here probably here like what four or five people out there. Four, I think it is four or five maybe. So it was fucking packed out there too. Hella people out there, families and shit. Yeah. And then the fucking it's just crazy. It's a, it's a fucking madhouse. Yeah, like, it really is. It's chaotic. Like it doesn't make any sense. Like it's it's balls. Like it's nonstop from open to close. And it's fucking bullshit. Yeah. So that like basically why I was kind of a dick back to them was it's just it's kind of expected. That busy, and like you're doing a thousand things in five minutes, and then someone comes up or says something kind of rude. Like, everyone knows the game, like, you got people like in a line waiting to be seated and stuff like that. So, you can kind of you, you can get away with being a dick. So, I would definitely word to the wise out there, ladies and gentlemen, don't ever don't ever put your hand in Eli's face and say, Let me get some meat. Don't ever do that. Don't ever do that. That's not yeah, a thing that you ever be done. Don't, don't put your hands in my personal space. Especially now. now especially now. I'm, I'm, I think we said this on the first podcast. No, we definitely have talked about that. I need to before. give that, that episode to y'all. I forgot that it's still on my phone. No, uh, we definitely. Um, but yeah, don't don't reach across the bar and put your hands in my face. You got to look at that man. Get your exactly fucking hand in my face. You can. You can what did I say? No, you said no. no, the dude was like, oh, okay, got No, Eli, the dude was like, yo, let me get four memes. Eli was like, get your hand out of my fucking face. I'm not said, giving you nothing. And Eli turned around and walked away. Yeah, no, I said, uh, I said, get your goddamn hand out of my fucking face. I turned around <laughs> and completely ignored him. Because this is the I thing, like, <laughs> I don't think people realize, like, when you got outsiders, people, like, they don't live here, so they think that we're supposed to be prepared for this shit. And, like, I don't give a fuck how prepared we are. When it's busy, it's never, when it's yeah, busy it's, like that, never goes to you're, you're frustrated. And especially, that was like, we had been here. I was probably like, yeah. no way. So, like, when you're annoyed, people being an athlete, like, yo, I will strangle you right now. Don't play with me right now. Like, yeah, don't play with me. Just tell me your order. Let me get your drinks. Let me get, we can have this shit done. Just yeah, be I'm cool not, about it. We, like, you have no time to sit in conversation. No. Like, you, can't, you can't run the uh, like your normal scheme as a server. You can't, like, yeah. Where you ask about stuff and you kind of have a, you tell a short story, yeah. exchange stories back and forth. No. It's like, what do you want? I'm going to give it to you. And then I have to go do this like 16 more times. Yeah. And, and within 20 minutes. Right. No, no it, it is burned and churned. It's no, there's no friendliness. I mean, like I smile, but it's fake. Yeah. And like anyone that walk, like says that they are genuine about this, once you hit, <laughs> once, you, once you hit hour three or four, it's every any kind of 
This is why Chris is hilarious. Because I remember Apple Festival this, this past year we did it, and I was talking to Chris, and Chris was like, you know, I'm be chilling. I know it's going to be a shit show, so I would just prepare myself. Because Chris is one of them, like, when he get busy, he get this tunnel vision thing where he, like, he focused, he don't know, he don't really talk. He's got this look, and, like, it's like, all right, Chris not in the mood to be talking. <laughs> so Chris was like that. He had told me that day, like, I'm chick Cam, you know what? I know it's going to be some bullshit. It's going to be busy as boss. I'm not going to let this shit affect me. I would just be me. I'm going to just be chill, standing in good mood because I know it's going to be fucked up. 30 minutes into it, Chris was already like, he had to look at I was like, Chris, he was just like, he just kept walking. I was like, you good? He was like, no. Like, he was like, these motherfuckers already pissing me off. He just kept, I was like, I thought you was going to be good today. And then that night when we had clothes, I thought, I thought you was going to be good today, Chris. He was like, I tried, Cam. I really tried, but like, they just know how to piss me off again in my skin. So I just, I just can't do it. Like, it's not meant for me to try to. <laughs> yeah. Um, nah, that shit. Nah, Apple Festival is full of stories. I'm telling both of y'all now. I'm taking a trip after Apple Festival. Once you get your Fuck that bonus. I'm just the. I think, honestly, the build up to me, we would close like two days after Apple Festival. Well, then, I, think, I think that we should all like go to Charleston. Just decide to be not working for like yeah. weeks. Like, like that Sunday, because I think it's called like, September 3rd or 4th or something like that. Is it's Labor Day weekend. Yeah, we yeah, it's, it's, it's like the last Sunday. Uh, uh, of that. It's, it's, it's Sunday of that week. It's the first week of September. Um, that's when Apple Festival ends, and I think that we'll just feel like we'll be back next week. I think if everybody did that, they'd just be like, okay, okay. Yeah, we may die. I'm, I don't get me started on that. I, want, I honestly don't want to be there. I'm thinking, I'm thinking I'm going to make it a reason why I can't work that week. I don't want to, I want to shut down. But that's a lot of money for that's like y'all golden weekend. Like yeah, at the end of that true. weekend, like it's like you're gonna be like, fuck this job, I hate it, but like you catch up when you go, like, God damn, I made a I made a killing. Like, <laughs> yeah, because like on the other hand, you made like six thousand dollars each Yeah, that's like a hella great weekend for y'all. So like that's always like literally like if y'all wanted to, y'all could be like that's why everybody does it because it's like I hate this shit, I'm gonna be pissed off, I'm gonna be so annoyed, but it's just like fuck, I gotta Money on Monday is going to look really good. This Monday, this Monday, Monday is going to look really good after I count all up after this weekend. Friday, Saturday, Sunday is going to look beautiful. Oh, for sure. So, for sure. Sure. I, want, I want to know the, the thing that you were, I don't know, you brought it up in the kitchen or something. Yeah, Eli, Eli had the topic. I think it's I have a topic. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I have to know. Eli had a topic we're going to discuss. We have, oh, we have that, topics today. Though, so. Which. I'm going to tell you that off here. Okay. So it's false. Okay. I'll tell you off here. Okay. So we got the first. Okay. We got. God. Did I ask? Did I ask that one the other day? Did I ask that on last podcast? No. I don't think so. Nah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I got, I, so sometimes I'll just be farting around my house or I'll be working on a couple of topics to talk about. So we got this one, it's uh, for y'all. It's like, how, okay, um, how you grew up with music and where you're at with it today. What kind of music did you grow up with? And then, like, how did it influence you? Or okay, so. That kind of, that kind of stuff. Um, where, where are you at with the music you grew up with? I grew up, like, typical rap, hip-hop shit. But 
I'm an R&B guy. So, like, my music was, like, in the house or in the car with my dad. They ended up playing music with my dad, my mom. I get my R&B shit from my mom. And then my hip-hop shit from my dad, because my dad was always in the car at the house playing rap, listening to fucking Cube and Snoop and Nas and Biggie and all that, Tupac, all the old school. So that's why I got my, like, like it from hip-hop. And I'm more of, like, a those type of rapper. Like, I like, like, lyricists more than anything, like... I like some of the newer, I like some of the new school, like, rappers of how they do it today, for sure, but I'm definitely more of, like, a lyricist liker, if that makes sense to you guys. I definitely like more, like, rap rap, um, and I, my R&B, I'm, I'm a, I think I'm more of an R&B guy than anything, like, I have a big R&B bag, like, I, it's sometimes I come, like, <laughs> there's been times, but I, I'm always here first in the morning to open and stuff, and... Christmas came in in the morning, like, yo, Cam, I'm like, what's good? He's like, you, you all right today, man? I'm like, well, what's up? And you and your feelings, aren't you? I was like, nah, dude, it's just, some, some days I feel like I'm in my R&B bag. I have a deep yeah, bag yeah. of R&B. Like, yeah. I, came, I came in and you were listening to, like, a bunch of, like, breakup songs, basically. <laughs> uh, just like, oh, she's gone. And uh, I was like, are, are you all right? Nah, but, that, but that's just my bag. I love R&B. But that's just, those are, those are my bags, like, hip-hop, rap. R&B. Um, these two are definitely way more diverse in music, especially, I think Eli might, Eli probably has the, the them two probably have the more di- deepest bag, probably Eli, because Chris is into a lot of, Chris like rap, but Chris like more like the old school rappers. Eli like the old school, the new school rap, but he also, like, they both like all different types of genre music. But I would say Eli might have the deepest bag between us, between all three of us, I would say, because he's more New school with stuff, old school. Yeah. So that's what I would say. And I, I like to, I like to, like the shit that y'all listen to, I'll instantly add it to my right. collection, and then I'll, that's how I, uh, that's how I grow my music. But yeah, no. So when I, when I was growing up, I grew up in the fucking sticks of Virginia, the mountains. Um, so I listened to a lot of bluegrass in country. And a little bit of classic rock. Not, not much. But it was a lot of like country. And so and then when I moved to South Dakota, it's all rural out there. So it's still all, all country. And then it wasn't until probably I got into college before I really delved into rap and hip hop. And so that's, yeah, that's when I kind of, that's when I kind of got into rap. But I, I yeah, no, I listened to a, very wide selection now. Absolutely. Because um, it's all like fucking indie, grunge rock, uh, alternate rock, classic rock, uh, like new, like new school rock. I listen to Screamo uh, sometimes. And actually, at, I've recently in the gym, rap really doesn't do it for me anymore. It doesn't get my blood pumping enough. Like, when I go to the gym, I'm there to like, fucking like I, I don't talk to me. I'm here to just fucking kill everything. <laughs> just, I, 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 I purposely piss myself off before I do certain things just to get that extra move. So I've been listening to a lot of metal, uh, a lot of a lot of screamo kind of shit, and just stuff that makes my blood boil. So that and I mean, fuck, I, there, there, there's probably 20 rich that I just can't get off the top of my head. I, 
I listen to anything else. Nah, I'm, I'm for, for sure. Um, we say uh, weirdly enough, I guess um, my my mom. Um, okay, so like both my parents like music. Yeah, everybody right. likes music or whatever. Um, they like never really impressed that like they, they, they didn't like show me music. Uh, like her mom doesn't even really listen to music uh, on a regular basis. Um, she uh, uh, has some shit that she likes, but like most of the time, she's listening to radio would be like news or something like that. Um, my dad uh, was a music person, like uh, he, he taught me how to play guitar and something like that. Um, but he never really showed me anything. He kind of like wait for me to find shit um, and be like, what is this? Okay, so for, uh, I guess the best example I have of that is uh, when I was a kid, I was super into the Mighty Ducks. Hell yeah. The movie. Um, uh, that made that adds up. Yeah, that, that <laughs> shit was the shit for me. Um, loved, I, like, I probably watched all all. There's, there's the Mighty Ducks, D2, D3. Hit him with that V formation, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, right? Flying V. Yeah. <laughs> I, definitely watch, I definitely watched all of them. Um, I watched all of them. And right. I, was, I was obsessed with those movies. Um, I watched them so much that like I could like recite dialogue um, at some point. And, uh, but anyway, um, I've been watching those movies, and uh, in, in the end of Mighty Ducks 2, uh, and... Um, the Mighty Ducks are, are playing Team Iceland. Uh, they uh, started playing uh, We Will Rock You um, as the closing soundtrack, right? And uh, like that song was the shit for me. Um, and then also, like at the very end of the movie, um, one of the guys like plays We Are the Champions on guitar. Um, and uh, that was the end of that movie. But the point was is that I, I went to my dad. I'm just like, have you heard this song? <laughs> like, it's so great. It's the song from the Mighty Ducks when they're, when they're playing Team Iceland. He's like, yeah, that's We Will Rock You by Queen. I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, so we went and bought me a cassette tape. Because um, I had a little like, cassette player or whatever. He bought me uh, the cassette tape of Queen, News of the World was the name of the album that that song, mm-hmm. those two songs are on. Um, and so I listened to, uh, to the shit out of that. And then he, he also got me um, another tape that had a great Queen rap on it and stuff like that. So I was listening to a lot of Queen uh, when I was playing it. And it's funny because the mustache is there. Yeah, and uh, you, it's only about five you, times a day. Yeah, you won't. Yeah, you look exactly like Freddie Mercury. Yeah, you look exactly like Freddie Mercury. And uh, then I was, um, uh, you, you guys remember School of Rock? Oh, yeah. That movie, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, so in one of the first scenes in there, he's playing um, uh, guitar for the kid. Like the guitar kid is playing a song, and that song was Highway to Hell uh, by ACDC. And I thought that was the shit. And it's like, dang, like, the song. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's Highway to Hell by ACDC. <laughs> so then he went and bought me 
um, Highway to Hell and Back in Black uh, on CD this time, because that's that's the era in time that we had gotten into. Uh, so he gave me these two CDs, uh, and so I started listening to that shit. Um, but after that, it was mostly just, like, shit that I downloaded on the internet, like, other other uh, stuff that I'd heard. I got, like, way into Pink Floyd and all the classic rock things. The point of what I'm trying to say is, is that, uh, like, they, they really didn't give me any kind of musical influence or education. I kind of just, like, found shit that I like, and then I, I would tell my dad about it and be like, oh, yeah, no, that's that. Uh, and then uh, he'd, he'd give it to me, and then, um, then there was, like, Napster. So everything else was just, I figured it out. Yeah, um, I got super into, like, rap and, and hip-hop for, like, a, a period of time, and that's when I got into, like, Nas and Biggie and Del the Funky Home Sapien and Tri Called Quest and De La Soul and all that other fun stuff. Yeah, I, 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 don't think, I don't think my parents were, like, Del was, like, listening to this type of music. I, I was just, it would just be, like, you know, growing up in the house, like, I don't know how it is in y'all house, but I know in my, my house, like, well, it would be time to clean, like, mom to put music on or, like, do stuff, like, in the house and then just be music playing. Like, you know, we do a big clean-up on Sundays. Yeah. She got to throw some music on her dad would. So, like, was in the car with my dad riding around listening to music or just little stuff like that. Like, I will just hear what they would be playing. That's gradually how I grew up. They were like, yo, this. But speaking of speaking of movies and songs at the end of the movie, the most classic song at the end of every black movie <laughs> I think we all know what this is. That Jadakiss song. Yeah. That shit, it's just, it's in, it's almost in, every, not in everyone, but it's in a lot of movies. It's fucking crazy. No, okay. and, and it's like, excuse, it's always like, the back of the soundtrack to like. You know what we're like, talking about? Excuse my whiteness. I do not know. You know, you know what that, um, I know it's Jadakiss, but I can't, I can't play it right now. I, it, 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 no, it's not Jadakiss, it's Twister. It's not Jadakiss, it's Twister. Yeah. If that, and we hopeful. Yeah, man. Hopeful, but today take this music and maybe yeah. What like if you play that? Yeah. 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 It's it's like it's like um, I'm gonna try to bring it up right now. Oh yeah, play like five seconds of it. Yeah, we can't. Uh, it's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> No, the, the funny thing is that uh, one time I Googled just like this song at the end of black movies. And, and it pops out. <laughs> well, that will actually start me into my next question, too. Yeah. I'll let, I'll let uh, hold on. <laughs> What's that shit called? I think it's called Hope, but I got it right here. It is called Hope. Oh, yeah. I think. Yeah, I definitely think I know what you're talking about. I got it right here. I might have played a little. Yeah. Come on, let me put it up too. If it's in every movie. Yeah, you're right. That is. If it's in every movie. I got to re up my subscription to Stars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. No copyright. <laughs> Alright, so that, uh, um, that brings but, yeah, it, it, but it's always accompanied by that, like, that thing that they do in movies where it's like, and then, 
uh, you, you know, like Jamal went on to start his own uh, small Cut. business. <laughs> um, and uh, like, yeah, I always got that. Uh, fucking Timo yeah, so went on to college and played three years at Duke. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> had a successful career overseas. <laughs> yeah, like Charney's finally connected with her mother. And and uh, yeah, no, it's it's, it's always that that just like epilogue of like here's yeah. how all these people like turn their shit around. Um, but then they always got the one fucked up one, like the one dude that was like, yeah, and he went to jail. Yeah, he, like, everyone wanted. <laughs> yeah, like um, yeah, so this goes into my next question. Actually, it's like, all right, this is a question for Cam. I have to think of another one for you, Chris, right here, bud. Okay. It's like, do you ever? All right. <laughs> so do you ever get like exhausted with hanging out with white people? <laughs> and you just gotta like go back, go back and hang with the boys. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> like, for me, um, like, there, is there days where you're like, man, fuck it? I have a very um, <laughs> diverse group of friends, and I would say all my friends pretty different. But do I ever get tired of hanging out with you guys? No. Because not like even us specifically, but like here. But that's the thing, like y'all are my main like white friends. Yeah. Like I don't have I don't really have like a lot of like oh I do have a lot of white friends, but I don't really have because I'm friends with like people like I'm a y'all know how I am. I'm gradually just like graduate towards everybody. I'm so cool. I be chilling. I kind of just tooted my whole horn there when I said I'm so cool, but um that's fine. Um, but no, I don't say I get tired of. Because y'all are my main, like, white friends, like, you... Okay, no, hold on. Before you continue, brief aside, um, you, you have, uh, this, like, ability to become, uh, like, really close with people really quickly in such that, like, like, how many, how many fucking houses in this city could you stay at? Like, like, I... Went to Michigan with my girlfriend a couple of weeks ago. Hey, sissy. And I had to call Cam because her mom wanted to talk to Cam. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was like, it's like I called him because like he he checked up on us like what we were doing. We're like, hey, how's the drive? Like, how's the trip? Whatever. He's like, it's good, it's good. Like, talk to you. Whatever. Like, hold on. Like, put the hand over Sherry. It's like, Cam, my son. No, because I'm, I'm very like I know I'm very personable with people. And I don't give off like a, a shit vibe, so I give off very like, and I'm very talkative and open with people. So when I talk to people, I talk as a as a carer, and you know I talk to people. And I, like, I care about them, and I don't really just be an asshole all the time. So, I don't really come off as that. Like, I come off as, like, caring and, and shit like that. So, hey, man. We're busy. Anyway, um, sorry, we got sidetracked. Um, yeah, I just come off as, like, a very caring person. I actually, I'm actually genuine when I ask shit, like... Like, people could tell, like, when you talking to them, you're like, oh, he don't really give a fuck. He just talking, like, he don't care to that. He just happened to just be talking to me, so he just said whatever. 
So like I can do that. So like there are people I talk to, and like you might you two might have been able to tell. You might have been able to tell that like <laughs> when we're talking when I'm talking to certain people, I don't really care what they got to say. I'm just talking to have a conversation. Yeah. But then other people I talk to, like you can tell like oh, I'm actually being genuine with them because I actually care what they got to say. So I it's a, it's a big difference. And I'm naturally just like that though. Like Chris always tell me like how do you like put effort and the energy into people, like the care? Because like, I tell Chris all the time, like I'm very like I love people, like the people I care for, like I fuck with you. Yeah. Like like when like when Eli was on his little sabbatical and he was gone, I was still texting like, yeah, you good? Because mm-hmm. I thought I generally fuck with Eli. I thought like, I mean check on him, make sure he good. That's just how I am. Like when you said when you was gone. I was like, yo, how was the trip? Y'all drove good. It was, I just like checking on people to make sure they're good. Because I also feel like when I give people my energy personally and I fuck with them, I just make it a point to be like, all right, let me check on them, make sure they're good. Because once we form a relationship, I just feel like, I just, that's not how I got to, but I just want to. Just because I want them to know, like, yeah, you can't fuck with me. Yeah, that's and I'm, I try to be real as possible. Like, I don't like to be like, oh, I fuck with you when I'm in your face. But then, like, if you leave, I'm not going to see you. I don't, think, I don't want you to think I'm like, I don't fuck with you or I like, care for you. That is a me thing, person. Yeah, no, that, that's a, that's a really awesome uh, trait to have because that's I guess that's one thing that I always struggled with. Like I still struggle with that today. It's like checking back up with people. It's like I like when you move around like fucking fourteen times as a kid. When you move twice in the same grade, you kind of lose touch with people. Absolutely. So I naturally have an ability to still lose touch with people. Like I I just felt like. I moved around so much that it was kind of pointless to, like, I would make friends while I was there, but as soon as, as, soon as I, I'd get out of there, it was kind of, I mean, like, I never... No, for sure, it's different. People ...because I was like, well, like, fuck, am I, I going to move in the next year? Like, because that, it, it was, I, 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 can, I, can, I definitely became a product of my environment because of how much I moved around. So, like, that's one thing that I've, tr- I've really started to attempt to do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I feel like in your defense, though, it's different. In your defense, it's different when you're younger. Because, like, when you're younger, when you're in school, it's, it's harder to keep up with people like that. Because, like, you in school, it's like, are we young? I feel like I've gotten better at that. Like, I don't talk to a lot of people I talked to when I was in high school just because, like, you guys just start doing other shit. But as I got older, like, I try to keep relationships just because I know how, like, Viable like relationships can be, so sure. I just try to get with everybody, and I'm just naturally like I'm naturally always just welcome. So like people are always gonna gravitate towards me, and like I'm welcome and I'm funny, I be chilling, I'm cool. So I be laid back. I don't really just be jumping on, forcing on people, and I naturally just have like I don't too much. I naturally just have like a good aura energy around. Yeah, no, you're pretty, you're pretty extra. But that's the thing, though. I am, but I'm also not. Like if I don't know you, Same. I'm not. And I think that's with like matter of fact, we had a bonfire last night, and I was telling Kristen this that last night. Like, I'm very like I'm extroverted as hell when the people I know. But like, if I don't know you, I be like I'm still like talkative and I be chilling. But like, I'm not super like outgoing. Like everybody think like if you ask everybody who knows me and like see me on a daily basis, like they would be like, "Yo, Cam is like fucking crazy. Like he is hella like chill. He be talking all the time. You have always good vibes." But like. If people just, if somebody met me for the first time, they would be like, Cam wasn't, he was just like, he was cool, but like, he wasn't just, but as over time, they would see me just come out more. 
I don't know why I like that. Like, I'm not shy at all. Like, I'm not a shy person, but... No, you're definitely not shy. The, re- the reason I say I, I don't be like that, and I'm going to tell you why I'm like that with people I'm just not meeting, is because maybe I don't want them to think, oh, this motherfucker is crazy, crazy, for real, for real. Because if I just break out how I am all the time, like, when people, they first meet me, it's kind of crazy. They be like, yo, this motherfucker is crazy. But Eli, I feel like Eli was kind of chill when he first started, like, how he is now. But Eli didn't come in, like... You know how like when some people come come in on a job, they kind of just quiet, laid that in. They want to feel, feel everybody out. I feel like Eli was like, he came in kind of like talking, and he kind of like meshed really well with everybody because I don't know if you remember this. When you first came in, it was one of them days like we had we was opening, and we was in there playing music, and you was like, "Yo, this is a banger." And we started talking about music, and I was like, "Oh, you fuck with the music," and you was like, "Oh yeah, this is here, this is here." And we was like, "Oh yeah, we meshed like on music." So that was kind of, kind of how me and, me, me and him met kind of quick because we was talking about music all the time and then I just opened up to everything else and then we just kind of spun off that. But yeah, I'm very like personal people. My joint with you we talked about last night was when your first few days and the reason I didn't talk to Chris immediately when he first started working here is because Chris got through into the fight. I'm just, we're going to be honest. Chris first day, they, they hired him and they trained him one day and next day it was like, Yeah, you by yourself today. Like you on your own. But completely like nobody else is here to work with you but you. So I kinda gave yeah, for real. Like it was like, yo, Chris, like, yo, this everything down here is stock. This is this is what a beer cooler is, this water shit is it's how you sign in on the computer. By the way, I'm leaving the rest of the day, so like, you have the day by yourself, so like I can't you're on your own. So it was like one of them things. So I gave him a few days by himself, but me being me, I have a lot of crazy, like, scenarios and questions I ask people. So my first thing with Chris was, yeah, Chris, come in, man. Let me ask you this. What, what do you think about this? And he was like, well, since you had to ask me, Cam, <laughs> like, it's only right I tell you what's really going on right now. And that's how me and him started the best. So yeah, like, but it wasn't even, like, regular <laughs> shit. Uh, first of all, you have to understand, like, he came around. It, it wasn't this, but it was something like this. He came around the line and was just like, yo, Chris. I'm like, yeah. It's like, would you rather give up cheese or blowjobs? <laughs> it wasn't that, but it was like some crazy bullshit that I'd be asking, like, one of my crazy ass questions. Uh, I mean, yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's, it's just some, like, some Yeah, me. I, I wish I could remember what that first question was because it was something like that. Dude, yeah. I'm telling you, I have so many. Like, I could probably could write them down because I have like this kind of set ones that I already ask people just for general like. Great conversation starters. It's actually oh, absolutely. Uh, something that I learned from you. Just like if like you're feeling awkward, you got to pick a pretty nice with somebody. Just ask them like a random ass motherfucker. Oh, I'm great with it. Yeah. I am top tier with that. Yeah. I can break some ice. Yeah, and like going back to the whole like when I like when I first started here and I kind of started started talking like instantly, I, that has never happened. <laughs> that, that has never happened between other jobs because I was I was definitely always that I'm gonna feel everyone out first and right. kind of get that. But like, and I don't think it ever really worked for me. So I'm like, well, you know, like this is probably my opportunity to come out of my shell. And I think it's just a natural part of kind of growing up at least. I'm getting more. Getting more, not necessarily even confident in yourself, but just being able to come out of your shell a little bit more when you're introducing yourself and uh, making yourself 
be likable in the first place. Like, I think that was one thing I was struggling with, especially like in construction. Everyone wanted to fucking pace their life, yeah. and so you roll up and like try to after after you walk up to like your third new job in construction, it's like, well, I know how this goes. Everyone fucking hates each other and their lives, especially their wives. That all rocked. <laughs> I'm still going. That was the bar. That was the bar. That was the bar. Turn me up. <laughs> Start, man. Man, turn me the up. Mic's hot. Yeah. So, um, you kind of learn just to say, like, fuck it, and let's just get this job done. Because I don't really want to be... No, like, especially in construction, it's just like, I didn't want to be like those guys. Right, absolutely. Because they were just fucking assholes. Like, major, like, major assholes. And I was like, man, I don't want to, I don't want to be associated with these kind of people because they are miserable and misery fucking loves Absolutely. And so when I first came into here, I was like, man, this is my chance to kind of, to not do that. Like, because I felt the vibe from everyone else, like, when I first came here, I was like, alright, these seem like cool people. Like, they're not, they don't seem totally miserable. <laughs> um, so, and then, it, it, like, it was just one of those topics. I think we, I was, I started shooting, I think the first question was like, oh, yeah, did you hear that new J. Cole? Well, that wasn't right time. I think Cole might have dropped. No, no, I don't Cole, think it was. Cole dropped like a month or two before. Yeah, he had dropped a month or two before that. Yeah, so yeah. I was like, yo, hey, they're like black. They probably like J. Cole. Right, absolutely. <laughs> and I was like, Cole the guy. He was like, I fuck with Cole. And then it just went from there. And then it went down a rabbit hole of everything else. And we just, and then we just clicked from there. So Yeah, and then, and then Chris and I clicked more of, um, we're both kind of, uh, is it introspective? I don't think. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, that, that sounds about right. Introspective? Yeah, introspective, so we, yeah. We, we had like pretty good, um, I want to say pretty good. They were very good. Conversation, yeah, we just have like weird philosophical conversations. Yeah, that's and that like, and then we also have the pretty much the same humor. Yeah, have, like the like, it's kind of quirky stuff that yeah. like, we like, like dry humor in a sense, stuff like that. So that's how we hit it off. And I think that's the one thing that I guess I'm I'm so grateful for that like I did move around when I was young it's because I definitely learned how to become I am a social commitment. Adapt to any environment very quickly, um, and so that's just how I, it's. Uh, so like I, I'm well versed in a lot of different topics. Yeah, I, I I definitely agree with that. I think I'm a very social social com- chameleon too. Yeah, I dare not tongue twist it. I don't know why. Um, I am very good with all different types of people. I like, talk to them just because that's how I am, and I've talked to so many people and just like growing up and. Being in different environments and shit, so I'm naturally can just adapt like how I need to act and talk to people, and I can just interact. So I definitely agree with that though, because I I, I feel like I could talk to almost anybody, not relate or but just keep a conversation going and just entertain or, per se. Just because I'm very, I'm also a good listener. So if you know how to ask yeah. the right questions, yeah. if you know how to ask the right questions, you can listen to somebody talking like that, yeah, kind of carry like, conversation. Like yeah, for sure. So, but uh, yeah, no, I mean, I guess uh, like if if you want to tie it back into sort of the theme, that's like it's like kind of something that happens doing this kind of work, right? Uh, is uh, you, you learn a lot about people, and it's and it's not that it makes you fake. I, I don't think that um, anything that any of us do is disingenuous or um, 
is published to so many uh, types of people and dispositions and personalities and information, uh, and you, I don't know, I think it kind of introduces yourself to yourself. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, that was, that was one of the things, like, even when I was still working in construction, yeah. I was like, man... I don't, I don't know what it is about me, but I've always, I think it was before, like when I was back in high school, um, when I was trying to get the academy, because yeah. I basically did a bunch of shit that would make my resume look good. Yeah. So I naturally started trying out a lot of different things and applying for like jobs and stuff like that. So naturally when I came, like, even though I did obviously not. <laughs> I did not make it to the Air Force Academy. <laughs> I am still here. <laughs> so, but um, even when I was working in construction, I was like, man, I should probably go work in a restaurant or a retail job to build my social skills. I already had pretty good social skills. I think it just I lacked confidence in myself. But I can carry conversation like, I, like very well. Um, but even like even even I was at my, another job, I was like, I should probably go do this to get better at sensing. And, and then I was like, well, and then I managed, and then I pulled this off. Um, <laughs> and so I definitely reaffirmed myself that I have very good communication skills. I'm pretty articulate, and I can flow with everyone and talk to customers and stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. I think you're great at it. Um, it's like I, I to um, connect with a bunch of different types of people um, in a very short amount of time and it's stress management and um, you know not like flipping a table over on somebody um, for, for being shitty because um, unfortunately uh, I think that a lot of people still go to places like bars and restaurants and and treat the people that serve them like shit because they can. Um, it's like uh, something that I've always said about people that try to hit on 
service people like so it's like if you're a guy and you go to a bar and you want to hit on the bartender or if you want to hit on your server um or whatever it's fucked up to do because they have to be nice to you and they can't leave so that sort of translates into all the interactions that I don't think this is working. It's, it's getting in there. Getting on. Oh, fuck, yeah, no, I can hear myself way better. Man, God. Well, that's because the, the, the headphones are plugged into this box, but the box is plugged into the computer. Um, we'll play it back just to make sure, but I'm, okay. I'm like 99% sure that everything, so, every, everything you've done is... Okay, yeah, I'll... I'll is that... Yeah. It's, it's moving, it's not a but, um, but yeah, it's, 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 it's I'll be in there, we'll, we'll listen back to it just to make sure, um, but, but, um, but yeah, no, uh, so it's like, yeah, this is one of those, like, jobs that it's a great stepping stone job, because it teaches you so much communication skills in it, that's like one of the things that I'm like, now that I've been in it for, I mean, like, it is an hour now or so, Definitely it's over a year because you started working here before your birthday. Your birthday is in like a week. Yeah, well, yeah. So I guess if you take those couple months out, then 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 it'll be like a year. It's it's one of those I wish everyone would kind of work in a restaurant at least for a little bit just to get a taste. Yeah, because it's one of it builds communication skills. It also teaches you how to fucking treat people that are of service to you. Situation, like, to not yeah. Power, like, yeah. Because yeah. there's there's definitely plenty of people that abuse the opportunity no, to true. to speak with impunity. service person is really trash and that it's obvious that they're trash, you can maybe like a little bit, but don't be like an outward dick to them kind of a thing. Or you could definitely get away with like a little bit. Of, yeah, it's cool. Like, just like, don't go back there. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, like, everybody's got their own things going on at any, any given time, and, and it's not that, like, um, like, yes, we want to be here, but um, we don't always want to be here, um, and um, it's, it's, it's something we've learned how to do to, to, like, pay the bills and stuff like that, and for the most part, people bring a positive attitude and a, and a strong work ethic and all this other kind of stuff um, to the job, but, you know, everybody can't be perfect all the time. And it's just like, I, I think that um, what I find is a lot of the times when, like when I'm doing a double and 
it's been, uh, you know, I, I've been, I've been working for seven hours and it's six o'clock at night and people come in, um, and they have this like expectation of me being like, like they, they don't, they, they hadn't, they haven't comprehended the fact that like I got here at 10, um, and it is now seven o'clock at night. Um, I haven't sat down. Um, I've probably eaten a, like a little bit, um, but I've been doing this for seven straight hours. Um, yeah, that's like we, without much of a, yeah, right. We're like with no break. A couple minutes, you know, um, but, but they come in and they, and they, they, they kind of want somebody that like just got there. Like, they're just like, it, it's almost like they're confused that I'm not like matching their excitement for being here. Uh, they're just like, Oh, we're super excited to be here. It's like, yeah, cause you're about to eat and drink like, and you're sitting down and like, like I'm not being an asshole. Like, and I'm trying to do the best that I can to get you the shit that you're asking for. Um, but like, don't like, I'm not fresh. Like, like I've already been here for one whole work day and I'll be here for another five hours after that. Um, so it's just like every single day is like 11 hours of like constant movement, not sitting down. It's the same for the back of house too. Like they're standing next to like fucking 300 degree ovens and flat tops and, um, like dealing with all of our bullshit. Yeah. And like, they're on their feet and moving around and like making all this shit and it's nonstop. And, th and the other thing too, it's like, it's different from a normal workload because like, I, I think that like, if you go into something like an office job, it's just like, okay, like here are my tasks. These are the things that I'm going to have to accomplish today. Um, like, let me measure them out and arrange them in a way that's suitable to my attention and effort that I'm going to give today. And after about four hours, I'm going to sit down for an hour, do whatever I want, eat some food, and I'll come back to it. Um, and then, like, continue to try to accomplish these tasks in the order and um, importance that I've assigned to them at the beginning of the day. And if I don't get to all of it, well, I'll do it tomorrow. Like, with, like, this type of work is dynamic, and it's, and it's, like, what we do, it's dynamic, it's random, um, it can be a whole lot of shit at one time, it can be nothing, uh, and, like, it's, it's, so it's like, you know, like, Chinese water torture, where, uh, what they'll do is, like, they'll, you're, you're just strapped to a chair, and they'll drip a drop of water onto your forehead at variable times. Um, and sometimes it's, it's constant and then it'll be cut off. Uh, and then an hour later, they'll put one more drop on you. And then like two minutes later, it's another drop. And then three minutes later, it's like five more drops. It's, it's, and, and what drives you crazy is that you can't anticipate what it is that you're about to go through, like what you're about to experience. And it's just a drop of water on your forehead. Um, but it drives you nuts. And it, the, the, the pace and the tone and the cadence of the work that we do is similar to that in such that like, it's, 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 well, it's not that it's torture. It's just always that you never know what you're going to have to do. Um, and for some reason, 
it's always that like when you over prepare, you get nothing. And when you're under prepared, you get everything. Um, it's like some sort of law of restaurant universe is that when you're understaffed, you'll be slammed. When you're overstaffed, you'll be dead. Um, when, uh, you don't have one thing in the kitchen, everybody orders that thing that day. Um, like it's, it's just, it's like, it's this bizarre phenomena. Um, and it's, Really, it's it's not that bad because like we all make money and that's why we're here and it's and it's it's fine at the end of the day, um, but it's it's different than I guess what people who haven't done it before think it is. Um, it it really is not um, work for stupid lazy people, which is how I think a lot of people imagine restaurant work to be. And that's like within, on like on the flip side of all of that, it makes when we go out to restaurants, it makes us appreciative to everyone, especially when they're in And no one tips better than rich old, yeah, rich old people and other servers. No one will tip you better. No, no, or or like for um like kitchen guys, like when they like like they know what's going on in the back. Kind yeah, of thing. so they feel they're really nice. Yeah, shit like that. So, yeah, I have a. Um, so I hate when I people when out with people like I have certain family members who I hate when out with because they are they are the, the annoying people and I'm like yo y'all gotta stop acting. Oh yeah. Like y'all y'all are embarrassing. Yeah. Like, what are y'all doing? So I just uh, you you know how these people you work in the kitchen. I'm like yo you can't even be acting. They don't care. Like. Like one time, I, I, I like to eat with some family members of my older family members, and they were just at the table just acting the ass. Like, I don't know, acting and ass. And I was like, y'all know this lady don't care, right? Like, that's how it's questions, what she got going on. She don't care. Yeah, no, that's, uh... And then she was going to be like, and she was like, no, it's fine, I care. I'm like, no, you don't have to say that. I'm like, I know in your heart you don't care. You want to walk away right now. They're holding you up. I was like, Yo, yeah. don't let them fool you. Like, I know you have to say for this because you had work. I, I, I was like, this no, I know. Yeah, no, I, I think it. I think it's the. Uh, I think it's definitely that the boomer generation and prior, the early early millennials yeah. and boomer generation. I think they just uh, they just expect that to be treated like fucking kings and queens, but it's not. not really. like, I, I even call my mom on that. I think it's the advice they give. Yeah, um, is definitely. How do I say, how do I say it? It's the the advice is 
almost heard on like with deaf ears kind of thing. I, I forget how that saying goes, but basically it's like they're trying to give me advice, and it's not like that that I that I am acting like I know everything, but right. it's just the advice that they're giving is outdated. And it's like, well, I'm I'm my own person. Times are changing every single fucking day. We live through a catastrophic event every other month. And so it's like, I don't got time to listen to your 1950s bullshit, because it ain't like that no more. No, so really. get the fuck out of my face. Yeah, no, not really. I don't know. But, it, you know, yeah, it definitely is a, uh, yeah, no, it's definitely, the, uh, yeah, the advice is outdated. Oh. That that style of, of giving advice is outdated. That's that's probably what I mean. Yeah, I'm not going to we were we were talking about like parents or like your older generation they're trying to like talk to you like you were a kid and try to tell you advice. Well, it's 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 funny though, know, uh, and what's unique about the generation, uh, like our generation, uh, if, if you want to say like uh, Gen X and or millennials and Gen Z, yeah. What's unique about our generation is that. All of the past experiences of our parents and our grandparents are like valid. Um, and uh, that, like, when our parents were growing up, like, our grandparents would tell shit to our parents that was worthwhile. Like, it was useful information. How the world works, this is how you should navigate the situation. Like, um, all that stuff um, was still usable as far as experience is concerned. Nowadays, um, it's almost not worth a shit to ask your parents about anything because it's it's not applicable to the modern experience anymore. Like all of it's brand new, um, and so like we're we're figuring it out live. Like we're we're doing this all on our own uh, for the most part, um, at least in a social sense. If not in like a financial and and uh, subsistive sense. Um, so it's yeah, it's it's like we're 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 doing all this shit brand new. And that's like one of the other things too about listening. Um, if you listen into what other people are trying to tell you too much, it's one probably because they're afraid that like, they need you to do what they did to validate what they did. Exactly. Oh so yeah, absolutely. Do the same thing so that they feel okay that they made that decision. Like, oh, okay, cool. Like, at least someone else is doing it now, and I'm not a fucking loser. Um, so that's like, especially with the with the times moving today, it, like, definitely take everything with a with a grain of salt uh, because it's just not. Especially like listening to your relatives and stuff like that when, like, if you listen to them, especially, uh, I guess it's for people that are their parents are super controlling, if you do what your parents are telling you to do, you are going to resent them and it will destroy your relationship. They want, like, they want to have a health, like, they want to have a healthy relationship with you, but they're too overbearing. They don't realize it because they're trying to protect you, but that, like, it's not their life to live. Um, so, like, I had that, like, I even I had that after, like, I dropped out of college. I definitely had a bunch of my family. Hey, why'd you drop out of school? 
things, like, because I can't fucking do it, you don't understand, it's not, and that's, I'm not trying to be, like, pretentious or whatever, it's just, it, it's not your life to live, it's mine, like, I will definitely take, I'll take an L on dropping out of fucking college, because I can go back and finish it within a year, if I wanted to, and still not use the fucking degree, because I don't care about that, um, but yeah, so, like, if, if you're listening to your parents too much, just stop, follow what you want to do, and even if you don't know what you want to do, fucking pick something, pick something and just go for it, you're eventually going to find your way, that's, that's what, like, and even, I think, uh, I think this is a big Sean line, uh, it's like, if, if, if you, regrets are only there because you haven't learned your lesson yet, so if you go through life and if you go through the law, you know, for, I mean, it's fucking big Sean, you know what I'm saying, man? Yeah, we keep there. Yeah, we keep uh, it there, man. But, it, um, but yeah, like, if you go through life and you, like, regret everything you've ever done, it's because you haven't learned your lesson yet. And so if you can sit there and be adult enough to understand what happened, why you went through it, what decisions brought you there, and you can learn from it, then it's not, it's not a regret, it's a, it's a lesson. So, like, just, that's what I'm learning, especially in my young life, like, I know I got a lot. Every hell is definitely a lesson. Oh, Every 100, and, yeah, that's what it, yeah, that's what it fucking stands for. It's not a loss, it's a lesson. Like, every, like, you cannot be successful without failure. That's, you can't, like, it, the two go in hand in hand, and that's, like, another thing why I have, like, such a problem with, like, the, the way school is taught nowadays. I think, I'm not sure if we've talked about this before on the podcast, but it, it's just, like, the way that they insinuate that failure is bad, and you should, like, fucking hate yourself for failing and always try to do better. It's like, to me, no, it's failure like, and what you did is what you like. Yeah, no, it's like, failure has to happen. It has, like, if you, if you win all the time, if you just win, 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 and you take that first L, you take the first fail, and your fucking life turns upside down, then you weren't what you weren't about it anyway. Right. Like Absolutely. you're you're gonna get fucking crushed. Though. Like you like the more like and that's like the one thing that I learned about like all these successful people. It's like they went through a fuck ton of failure before they ever lost, like they ever won, and they're better people for it. So that's yeah, that's 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 all I got. That's my two cents. Absolutely, I agree. Okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, man. We about to get out of here. I don't want to say anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nah, we, we, we closed out. Good. We about to get out of here, man. We got shit to do. I'm moving, y'all. I'm gonna buy and go finish moving. Uh, oh shit. Yeah. So I gotta get that going today. Uh, I got about the next week to be out of there, so I'm gonna go get some shit done. And then you know, we'll be back next week. No, next Monday. I'm locked and loaded again. Same time, same place. Yeah, yeah, peace.